0: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM NASH ICON. Remember, you can you can listen to us anywhere you go. Take the show mobile with you on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, NASH FM 106.1 FM, and of course, also ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, our podcast is available on all podcasting platforms. Anchor is our home base. Uh, But yet we're on all major podcasting platforms and, of course, uh, our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, and Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. That's right. We figured out Instagram finally. So, again, we got stuff on Instagram. Uh, Just, again, uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. We'll have uh, uh, the sports director over at Chair 26, Ed Daniels, as our guest. Looking forward to having Ed on the show. Um, That is Thursday with our live broadcast on LA at 1 p.m. Also, live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page at 1 p.m. on Thursday. And then, of course, plenty of ways to catch us after that live broadcast. 6 p.m. on LAE Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLA-TV 2, Thursday night. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Uh, 2 a.m. on Saturday morning uh, on the Deuce, and then 5 p.m. on Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com, always on the WLATV YouTube page, and always on our social media platforms. Larry Holder will join us on the program today. He is our only guest, so we'll talk to him about what's going on with the Saints tonight as they prepare for the Seattle Seahawks and maybe a bomb sli- cyclone. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit while uh, Saints have not had too much luck with weather this year. It seems like, again, uh, the weather gods are following them with bad weather everywhere they go. But uh, we'll get into that as we go forward on, on today's program. Of course, uh, really not good news for LSU. Uh, again, they, they a, uh, a lot of people, myself included, thought that maybe uh, we'd see an LSU team that would come out um, and be able to challenge Ole Miss, um, much like, again, we saw them do uh, the previous week against Florida. Uh, it did not come to fruition uh, after, again, uh, the first quarter uh, that they, they were figured out. So uh, you're in a situation now where uh, I guess, you know, the, the bloom is off the road, so to speak, because um, you look at this team and there's a possibility down the line they're going to maybe pick up a couple more wins, but you got a week to prepare for a juggernaut, okay, and, and that is the Alabama Crimson Tide, and believe me, uh, when they got a chance to be able to take LSU to the woodshed, they're going to take LSU to the woodshed. Uh, it is what it is. Um, of course, they lose to uh, Ole Miss thirty-one uh, seventeen. It was a game really for the first quarter. Then, then the adjustments happen uh, from from the Ole Miss side and um, the, the lack of adjustments for LSU. Uh, you know, we'll get into that as we go forward and talk about the Tigers. But just um, there was hope. There was a little bit of hope there going into the weekend. But uh, you are who you are at this point in the season. Also, we'll talk a little bit about Tulane. I'm catching a lot of flack uh, from Tulane, who are upset by the comments that I've made on this program and in my TV show uh, about the new conference. And that again, that, you know, that Tulane should be happy about the new conference uh, because basically, um, at this point, when you look at the American, uh, the American as the stands today. Uh, they are not a team that vies for championships, and look, that's just honest, as honest as I could be. I mean, you look at the, you know, I mean, they got to take on number two Cincinnati this week uh, in Yalman. I mean, you want to talk about a sacrificial lamb? I mean, this is the second time they'll take they'll take they'll take on a second ranked team uh, in the nation this season. They played Oklahoma again, uh, uh, really strong all the way to the end of the game. But I mean, it almost was fool's goal making us think that Tulane was taking the next step here when, in, a, when in essence, they, you know, they, they, they really didn't. Uh, they played above their head. Maybe Oklahoma, again, uh, feeling like they have things in hand, maybe called off the dogs a bit. Uh, this Cincinnati team is is also playing for respect, okay? They, they, they want to make sure that they're in that final four, have an opportunity to go to the college playoffs. So we'll see again how that plays out. But uh, this is going to be a tough one. And, and, look, when I look at the new conference and – I look at the opportunity for Tulane in every sport. To me, if I'm a Tulane fan, I'm happy. Look, it is what it is, and look, I'll get into it a little bit later on in the program. Uh, e- either you're all in a try- on trying to be a top program uh, in-, in collegiate athletics, or-, or you're not. And Tulane has had has had a, has had an issue for a long, long time, multiple generations, uh, of not putting uh putting a, an emphasis on athletics. Uh, they they are a, a school that again is heavy on academics. Uh, they've changed some rules to allow some players to get in that maybe don't reach the academic standards. Uh, but again, there's just not been an emphasis on, on sports really since they left the sec in 1966. So you are where you are now. Um, this, this new conference is going to give them an opportunity to be able to compete week in, week out in every single sport. If I'm a Tulane fan, I don't know why I'm upset about that. I mean, the reality is what it is, right? Uh, when you start talking about Tulane. So we'll get into that a little bit later on in, in the program. Um, also, again, the, the Saints taking on the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson not, in, not, not playing tonight. Um, look, you don't know what you're going to get tonight. Uh, I hear a lot about the Saints are built for this type of game with this quote-unquote quote uh, bomb cyclone uh, that, that, again, is supposed to be hitting uh, uh, Seattle. Uh, you know, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Uh, but anything can happen. First of all, you're looking at a very, very desperate team in Seattle. Uh, The Saints should be desperate as well. You cannot fall behind at this point. Uh, Again, you've given up a game to a a Carolina team, and I told you guys that Carolina was not as good as Carolina looked when the Saints took them on that day, and Carolina has come back to the pack. People have, again, teams have figured out Joe Brady to the point Matt Rule again is going to Joe Brady and calling him out publicly. So at, at this point, when you look at this situation, that's a game they should not have lost. And then the New York Giant game. You don't lose to the Giants, okay? Uh, and yet, but yet they did. So again, these are two losses within the NFC, one within the, within the division, uh, and it doesn't help. So again, you got another NFC opponent now. And yes, there's no doubt the Seahawks are desperate because this could be their season. Um, but at the same time, the Saints need to be desperate as well because they have to keep pace. Uh, there needs to be some desperation in this team. They have to have to drop in two to again two teams that they are superior to so there can be no letdown. This uh, again, coming off this bye week. Now, normally, again, Peyton has his teams ready for the bye week. Uh, we've seen it traditionally. This has happened over and over again. Hopefully, this is going to be one of those situations. But the the weather is going to going, going to play going to play a role here. You know, I, you know, depending on how windy it's going to be, can you throw the ball downfield? What what is what does Winston excel at? Winston excels at throwing the ball downfield. How, okay, can you get the ball downfield? You look at now with the situation with Chris Hogan uh, retiring. Maybe Traquan Smith is coming back, and, again, it's expected back tonight. Uh, but uh, ultimately, again, how does that affect this? Again, very, very pedestrian uh, uh, wide receiving core. Uh, You've got to be able to hold on to the football. Uh, they're going to run the football, obviously, against a wet football. Uh, turnovers happen. Uh, also, again, the ability to be able to be gap-disciplined. Gap uh, understanding that again, uh, you know, you can slip, fall. That happens. Big plays happen. So again, you got to be able again be where you need to be, and, and trust the trust the guy next to you on the defensive side of the ball that he's going to do his job. And you know, again, at times, especially again when you get into games like this, uh, guys can lose their gap discipline. The guys can lose again, well, again, what they're supposed to be doing in terms of their uh, their responsibility, and that's when things go haywire. So this is going to be one of those weather games where again, you hope that you're taking care of the football, and then again, that you're doing what you have been taught and practiced all off sea all, 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 all during training camp, and of course, knowing, knowing again that this is one of those games where the discipline team is going to win. So hopefully that discipline team is going to be the New Orleans Saints. We'll get into it a little bit deeper as we go on in today's program. Uh, but uh, this is a big one. And, and, look, I know everybody believes, again, backup quarterback, uh, the, the, the Legion of Boom is dead on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, this is a tough place to play. I don't care whether the Seattle Seahawks are at the top of their game or they're a middle-of-the-road team. Uh, you throw in the weather, you throw in the fans, you throw everything else that's going on. Uh, this is going to be this is a, a tough place to play. Hopefully, again the Saints will be able to overcome that. And then there's the other part of this again, the, the the place kicking duties. You know, there's no way in my in my mind he's putting Will Lutz out there on a wet field coming off again uh, again a a core injury. So that means Johnson's going to be handling the kicking duties. Uh, again, swirling wind, 25 miles an hour or plus. You know, how does that affect the kicking duties? Uh, Gilligan was was had an illness early in the week. He's expected to be back for tonight's game. Uh, so again, that's going to be huge. You got Camaro uh, uh, who's going to be uh, uh, handling uh, the, the the punt uh, return duties because uh Harris is out with the hamstring uh again you know obviously again he can he can do this uh but again two things do you want to expose Kamara uh and possibly getting injured, uh, doing the uh, the, the uh, receiving duties on 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 punts and also the other part of this is uh, being able to catch the football secure the ball so again you go in and, and try to move the football with the offense. So a lot of questions going into this game and a lot of it has to do again with, with the, the elements uh, and, and can the saints overcome it. Saints have been a pretty good team when it comes to running the football and playing good defense. That has to happen tonight. Hopefully again, that will happen. And we'll, again, we'll get a little bit deeper into it as well. Pelicans, man, look, they're 0-3 right now and uh, they got a long way to go. They just have a long way to go. Um, Obviously, Zion not being on this team is huge uh, because he's such a ball-dominant player, because he means so much to the offense, like 27-7 last year. Uh, You look at, again, just him being on the floor, uh, the the attention that, 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 again, other teams have to pay to him. Uh, Obviously, again, that is hurting this team. But some things, again... You, again, it's, it doesn't matter whether Zion's on the floor or not. You cannot turn the ball over like this team is turning the ball over. 30 turnovers in their last game against the Timberwolves. They take on the Timberwolves again tonight. Um, you're looking at a situation where uh, you got guys that are still trying to define their roles. Uh, some guys need to have uh, a little bit of a, um, of a leash put on them uh, because, they, again, they, they, they've never met a shot they didn't like. Uh, but it's still, a, again, a huge work in progress. Uh, for this for this Pelican team after three games. And I thought Doug Mouton said it well on, on, on the award-winning Inside of Wall in Sports last week when we had him on the show. Uh, Doug talked about the fact that, again, how can this team tread water? What's this team going to look like, again, when Zion comes back? How many games is he going to miss? Is he going to miss 20 games? Is he going to miss 12 games? Is he going to miss 15 games? I mean, is he going to miss a quarter of the season? I mean, uh, look, these are legitimate questions. They are. Um, so, when you start talking about that, you start talking about the Pels At this point, uh, you, you, you actually, again, you have to have to have to wonder how long till they how long until they can get it together uh, on, on the court and start playing more efficiently. Uh, turnovers have crushed them uh, in, in almost every single game. So we'll see how that plays out, and we'll definitely get in, in into the Pelicans as we go forward on today's program as well. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans again. Don't forget about. Um, my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a cool snap coming at the end of the week. Maybe it's the beginning of, again, uh, again a very short fall, and then we'll get into winter. So, again, whether it's your air conditioning system, if that breaks down for you or you're looking to get your heating system inspected before you start utilizing that during the uh, upcoming winter season, Burkhardt has you covered. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, and truly a company you can trust. Uh, again, uh, need certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary, which is key. Again, they're not coming to gouge you, teach. you, tell you something that, again, you need a part to be replaced that never needs to be replaced. They want you to be a long-term customer. And, of course, uh, they're doing the work that's necessary to be to continue education to keep them up to date on everything you need to know uh, about uh, about your air conditioning, uh, that need to go about your air conditioning heating system. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com.
1: I'm Carly Pierce. The quickest way for the economy to recover, for businesses to return, for concerts and theaters to reopen, for generations of families to reunite, for children to play freely with other children, is for everyone to get the vaccine. It is America's best shot.
2: 106.1 Nash Icon.
3: This report is sponsored by Glago Williams, Attorney at Law paid non-lawyer spokesperson business and homeowners if you feel you were underpaid by your insurance company after hurricane ida legal help is available call glego williams attorneys at law today call 504-500-2020 responsible attorney mark glego office in new orleans
4: Look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City Connection from Stumpf Boulevard to just before Chapatulas. If you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway, delays remain steady from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Williams to Veterans, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the High Rise. Also look out for backups on 10 westbound from Clearview to to Williams. Also be mindful of delays that are steady if you are traveling along the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side your delays are steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
1: On the east bank and west bank from the lake to the gulf the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat Others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Be on Hickory. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Saints take on the Seattle Seahawks tonight. And, of course, it'll be a long night for yours truly because uh, the uh, Pelicans take on uh, Minnesota. So uh, I know a lot of people are going to be able to try to do both. Uh, I have to do both, so we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, It'll be interesting to see again how that plays out. Hopefully, again, the Pelicans will make it a game. Uh, And, look, I fully expect the Saints to win tonight. But anything can happen uh, on a wet field like tonight. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that, you know, that, that, is an, that is an equalizer of talent in a lot of cases. And I, I think it was, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Sean Vazan that said it on one of their shows within the last week or so. Um, and I, I hate to, uh, to, uh, to quote somebody it's not the, the, right, the, the right person, but uh, I think it was Sean that said, doesn't matter in the NFL what the record is, uh, teams are about a touchdown apart. And it's the truth. There's so much parity in the NFL now that, uh, you know, you, you have a bad game. You have some turnovers. Uh, you know, you're, you're in a situation where uh, maybe the elements are affecting one team and maybe not the other team so much. Uh, you can end up losing a game, and you can see, again, a team that, uh, that on paper you were supposed to beat uh, end, ends up coming back to beat you, uh, i.e. Carolina, i.e. Uh, the New York Giants. And I said it when they lost to both of those teams. Again, that is going to come back to hurt them. Everybody was talking about Carolina, 3-0, and Carolina, Carolina. Give me a break. I told you back then, Carolina's not a very good team. They've come back to, come back to the pack now. Uh, the Giants, come on, uh, at this point. Nah, you know, those are two teams you just don't lose to. So we'll get into it, and we'll talk about that as we go forward. I want to talk a little bit about LSU, though. Look, it, it was a great five quarters while it lasted, right? Okay? Um, I mean, then LSU reverted back to who they are. Look, they're, they're a talented team. There's no doubt about that. You look at this team, this is a talented team. Well, they are undisciplined they are an undisciplined team you see it over and over again uh the lapses the the lack of discipline it happened it's happening constantly sure they were able to shelve it for a week against florida and, and made it was some spectacular plays on defense with four what four four interceptions um you look at the offense the way again they ran the ball with the counter they ran it right down florida's throat uh the di- difference was florida didn't adjust Okay, they had. I think they they had counted LSU ran that counter play sixteen times in a row against Florida, and they abandoned the run against uh, uh, this weekend against Ole Miss. Um, When you look at this team right now, they're handicapped by the coordinators. There's no doubt about it. We have enough now sample size to be able to figure out where where the issues are uh, with this team, and part of the issue is the coordinators who are unable to effectively make in-game adjustments. You saw Ole Miss make in-game adjustments. I mean, we saw it right before our very eyes. They took away the counter play. LSU watched right down the field on, on, on that first drive and on the second drive uh, of, of the game, only to have the ball intercepted by, uh, by Max Johnson intercepted right at the goal line, uh, which ended up with no points. And look, I had no problem with Ogeron going for it. Okay, at this point, uh, you're playing with house money. Uh, you're not going anywhere, No, have no expectation of you going anywhere. Hopefully, again, you'll get to the point where you win six games, you get to go to a bowl game for the kids, for Ed Ogeron. Uh, But for the most part, any chance, what you play at LSU for is SEC championships and national championships. And, you know, to go to to the Buffalo Wing Bowl, uh, that's not going to be exciting for, again, the fan base at this point. But it is what it is. Part of this, again, is on Ed Ogeron. And we talked about it. The revolving door of coordinators, revolving doors of coaches, have again hurt this team in terms of developing their players. It just so happens that this time around, because of because of that revolving door of coordinators, Ed Ogeron was not able to woo uh, a, again sitting coordinators, guys with, with with experience to his to his team. Why? Because they knew he was on the hot seat again. Agents talk, coaches talk. They know what the situation is. They knew if Ed Ogeron stumbled this year, that more than likely he was out. And he's out. So, again, you can't blame any of those coordinators that that balked on LSU and went elsewhere to, again, uh, a place where that was much more secure uh, than than LSU. It is what it is. So he ends up with what? Two guys that have never coordinated a game in their life at this level in the SEC, which is a step below the NFL. So adjustments are an issue. You can't win in the SEC level. You just cannot win in the SEC level and not be able to make in-game adjustments. Only right now, the fan base is spoiled. Heck, the media is spoiled. Okay, Dave Aranda and his ability to be able to adjust on the fly on defense. I mean, we saw it for so long with Dave Aranda. Uh, you know, you see something happening on the field. Next thing you know, uh, the professor's going into going into his mode. Uh, by the time they get out of uh, get out of halftime, they've completely changed the defense. And of course, at that point, those players were, were again uh, schooled enough. And, and had the, the high football IQ to be able to absorb that uh, in a short period of time and then utilize, the, again, whatever adjustments were made on the field. We're not seeing that right now with this LSU team, okay? You know, Brady got all the credit when it came to the offense, okay? But I think you're seeing now based on what we're seeing on the NFL level, okay, that the NFL's figured then figured him out. And everybody wants to downplay Ensminger's role in that 2019 greatest game, greatest season in the history of football. Don't, down, don't downplay Ensminger's role. Ensminger had been a coordinator, had been, had been again, uh, involved in offenses, uh, going back to his days at LSU when he was a quarterback. Okay, I knew he was a tight end coach at one time, et cetera. The dude, again, uh, was up there. And, and I'm not saying that, again, he's the end-all, be-all of call and plays. I'm talking about the collaboration of both guys uh, were, were, were the perfect scenario uh, for, the, for the LSU Tigers in 2019. But you see, we saw adjustments. Now, a lot of it has to do with, again, a quarterback that, had, that can make those adjustments and a quarterback that in a lot of cases made something, uh, something out of nothing uh, in, in Joe Burrow. A once and again, a, in a, in a generation quarterback. Not knocking Max Johnson, not Max, and, and knocking Ensminger. They don't have the experience of a Joe Burrow at this point. So, again, if you cannot, if you cannot adjust on the fly, especially at the SEC level, you're done. You're done. You're done. You can't. You might be able to get away with a one game like you did against Florida where Florida, again, couldn't find their own way out to be able to, again, to counter your adjustments. But most teams are, again, once they see it on film, they're going to be ready for you. And Ole Miss was ready for LSU. And LSU had no answer. Okay, LSU didn't change anything up. They were going to come out and they were going to pound the counter and, and, and hope that Ole Miss couldn't stop them. Uh, they, they were going to run the same routes, do the same things they've done. And, of course, again, when, they started, when Ole Miss started to blitz, you were in a situation where they, they, the offensive line couldn't figure out who was blitzing, where to pick it up. And then, of course, you had Max Johnson running for his life. Uh, Max Johnson is, again, even though he's, his stats look good at times, look, we've seen it over the last few weeks not trusting the offensive line, his mechanics have been off, and, of course, his, his throws have been off. Uh, that, that leads to turnovers and other issues. Uh, but again, you got to go back to the coordinators on this. Uh, Pete's and Jones are first-time coordinators. They have yet to been able to make in-game adjustments that again can turn gains around. Now, yes, maybe we can lend a little of that to, to again the football IQ of these players to execute those adjustments. Uh, but again, that all goes back to a, I go, the revolving door of coaches. You know, if you, if you have some stability within your coaching staff, guys are learning. You can see these guys learning over time. I mean, these guys have had to, had to adjust to different coaches, different styles, the way those coaches want them to play, especially the offensive line. To be able to, again, fire your offensive line coach right at the beginning of the season and bring an offensive line coach, which, again, by, all, uh, by everything that we know in terms of scouting points is, is, is a very good offensive line coach, but you're getting these guys, again, as they're getting ready prepared for UCLA. So the offensive line struggled last year. It struggled for the most part this year. And then when it came to, again, picking up a blitz and knowing your responsibility, they've been lost. And they were lost against Ole Miss. So, again, the inability again, execute the adjustments. Uh, when, when, when the opponent adjusts to you, there's been an issue. And the LSU coordinators, again, rookie coordinators, have no answer. Now, look, these guys could go on from here. Okay, after they are relieved of their duties at the end of the season, learning how to be a coordinator, they could go to their next stop, the stop after that. And maybe again, they might be the the, the next best coordinator since sliced bread. But I've said it so many times. okay? LSU is not a place where, again, you learn on the job. There's no on the job training for a head coach or for coordinators. You're at the highest level in the SEC. It's so like I got to talk about, with again, the, in, in politics. okay? The mayor of New Orleans is not a place for on-the-job training when you're coming off the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country, a.k.a. Hurricane Katrina and the failure of the federal levy system. You can't have a situation where you're learning how to be the mayor okay? <laughs> because you're, gonna, you're going to make fatal mistakes, as this mayor has made. Uh, so the same can be said for these coordinators. I will say this. Unless you did come out and play hard uh, early, okay? It looked like the team that, that upset Florida. But, again, after the old misadjustments adjustments at the end of the first quarter, LSU looked confused. And looked like it looked like the team that got beat by Auburn and embarrassed by Kentucky. And a lot of high hopes were there uh, that, again, maybe, again, they had turned a corner. Any chance now of, of Coach O, again, possibly, again, running the table outside of uh, Obama is, is a pipe dream. And, I, and I'll say this, and most people won't stand up and say it, but I'll say it. The happiest guy in Oxford, even though, again, he won't say it, was probably Scott Woodward. Not because his team lost, but, again, yes, because his team lost. There were a lot, again, I don't know if you've been watching social media, taking the pulse of what's going on. There was a large contingency of LSU fans who were Louisiana born and bred that, again, still stand behind Ed Ogeron. Even though, again, all the problems with Title IX off the field, all this personal issues, uh, the, the lack of success on the field over the last two seasons, there are those that feel that Ogeron should be able to, again, have another chance next season to be able to turn things around. Uh, the last thing that Scott Woodward needed was him to be able to run the table outside of Alabama, get to a bowl game, win the bowl game, and then to have, then be in a situation where you got the Coach O crowd uh, that, that is, again, asking for another season. So... Uh, if anything, Scott Wilbur doesn't have to deal with that anymore. Well, again, this team went back and reverted back to the team that they were been most of the season and not the team that they looked like against Florida. Uh, the other thing is that the Tigers are injured, okay? Uh, you can't take that away. You can't sugarcoat that at all. They have lost a lot of really top-notch players, okay? Some of the best players on the team are not playing right now. But I will say this. I think the LSU's flaws are much deeper than, again, playing the backups. To me, this is a coaching issue. This is a leadership issue within within the uh, program as well. And it's also a performance issue, okay? Uh, so you can say, uh, th- does LSU have the talent uh, th- to, be, to be able to uh, play in the SEC? Do they have SEC talent? Look, I'm going to say yes. They have SEC talent. The, the issue is they don't have enough of them especially with the loss of so many starters. But it's also a developmental issue, ladies and gentlemen, okay, which is why there needs to be a change made at head coach. Period. The end. It's about developing players, getting better each and every year. This offensive line, in a lot of cases, has guys that have been here, well, you know, three, four, five, six years. By that time, you should be the best offensive line in all the SEC. These guys have not gotten incrementally better. Um, Now the backups, and it is really the backups, have to get ready for Bama. And that's going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays out because, uh, look, Bama's not taking any prisoners. Any chance they got a chance, to, to, anytime they got a chance to put one on LSU, you know they're going to put it on LSU because you know anytime LSU's got a chance to, again, put it on Alabama, they're going to put it on Alabama. And hopefully, again, the next coach that comes in turns this program around so that, again, they're competing with Alabama year in, year out, and this is going to be a true rivalry again. won't be a rivalry next week. Um, a lot of people were, were, were asking for Nussmeier to be the starter going forward. Let me say this. Johnson has struggled, but there is no way that, again, you throw Nussmeier out there uh, as a freshman to Alabama. Okay, that's, again, that's like throwing the freshman to the wolves here. Uh, I like his, his ability to be able to be mobile. Uh, again, I think he's, he's more of a gunslinger. Uh, he's got a great arm, much like Johnson has. Maybe he even has a stronger arm than Johnson. Uh, but, again, he's a guy that takes a lot of chances. Uh, at this point, again, if you want to play him some against Alabama, that's fine. There's no way you start him and say he's the guy. There's just no way at this point that happens because, you know, then then, you know, you you put him up against Alabama. Who knows again what the psyche this kid's going to be after getting destroyed? Uh, um, ask Pratt at, at, at Tulane how he feels right now. Uh, you know how physically beat up he is uh, after again uh, uh, playing behind that Green Wave offensive line. So again, hopefully uh we'll see a situation where Nussmeier will start to get some time going forward along with Johnson and uh we'll see how that kind of plays out toward the end of the season because the next coach is going to have to make the decision on who is going to be a starting quarterback next season all right we're going to take a break we come back well again we've got Tulane on tap we're also going to talk a little about the Saints uh as they prepare for Seattle tonight we'll get into uh the Pelicans and and again their, their hardships right now also uh, the mayor of the city of New Orleans has canceled, uh, canceled part of the route of the crew of Boo. Uh, I'll tell you why I think that happened and, again, why, again, this COVID-19 situation might be a mask for what, what really is ailing this city right now, which is lack of police protection. So we'll get into all that before the end, before the end of the program. And remember, Larry Holder of The Athletic joins us at 530 this afternoon. Get his take on LSU, Tulane, Saints, uh, as the Saints prepare for the uh, Seattle Seahawks tonight on Monday Night Football. We'll be right back. Hickory and Airline and Menory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504 737 1558 to schedule an appointment or go to SouthernTire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more, whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard. Or we're kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms. Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hi, Eric Kasher here with my good friend Mike DeLuzzi of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They me? cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea... Bird vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, at I 10 in Metro. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away.
5: Tonight on The CW.
1: What's happening? What year is it?
5: 2021. The only thing more mysterious than their disappearance.
1: 4,400 missing persons.
5: Is their return. 4,400.
1: Just showed up. These people claim to have traveled through time.
5: The all-new series.
1: For some reason, we're special. Do they think this is something extraterrestrial?
5: 4,400 following the season premiere of All-American. Tonight, only on The CW. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38,
2: The CW. The
5: Big news from simply safe home security okay okay actually i think the horns are too much yeah that's better big news the new wireless outdoor security camera is here yes simply safe's award-winning home security just got even better taking whole home protection to a whole new level okay i'm i'm missing the horns SimpliSafe is celebrating this new camera with 30% off a new system this week. Visit simplysafe.com.
0: Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, family owned and operated since 1972 by the Piazza family. They're your one-stop shop, for quality auto repairs, and the best deals on tire. Folks, they offer the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Something for everyone's budget, no matter what you drive. Uh, you're looking for a new set of wheels. They're the wheel experts as well. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches. And yes, ASE certified technicians and the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership without those dealership prices. At Southern Tire, they also can uh, handle um, your damaged rims. Your rims are damaged. Don't, again, toss them into the junk pile. Bring them on to Southern Tire. They'll get them repaired for you. If you get a flat because of the debris in the road, Southern Tire will be there for you to repair that flat. If for some reason the, the flat cannot be repaired, again, you have the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. And, yes, again, I'll say it, financing available. Uh, again, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. Saturdays from 8 to 3. You can give them a call at 504-737-1558. Or you go to SouthernTire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire Hickory Airline in Metairie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about Tulane. <laughs> I was going to say down to the sacrificial lamb, but because this is going to be a tough one, man. You know, again, I, I think we all were so proud of Tulane again hanging with um, with Oklahoma, uh, and, but this could be a situation much like we saw against uh, Ole Miss this year. Uh, the number two uh, team in the land, Cincinnati's coming into Tulane to Yeoman um, on Saturday. And um, I'll just say it right now. LaToya Cantrell has got a better chance of getting upset in the mass race on November 13th uh, than Cincinnati does by Tulane. I mean, just, again, it's, if you've seen Cincinnati play this year and you've seen the way play, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's going to be no moral victory if they keep it close like they did in Oklahoma. I mean, uh, look, this one really has a chance to get ugly. It really does. And here's one of the reasons why. They got a really good quarterback in Pratt. I mean, he's a kid that you can see he's got that, he's got the, the, the it factor. He's got those intangibles uh, that, again, if he can continue to get some good coaching, uh, he's got a chance to be able to play on Sundays. Uh, but he's been injured, okay? He's been beaten up all season, especially, again, since that cheap shot at uh, the Ole Miss game. Uh, and it's gotten worse weekly. Uh, You're seeing guys, again, just taking shots at him. Plus, again, look, he he has no fear. He takes off. He runs. uh, He runs with reckless abandonment at times. Again, not worried about his body. Uh, But, again, his his injuries have gotten worse, but so is his protection week in, week out. Defensively, not much better. You know, this was thought to be, again, even though they lost two guys to the NFL that were going critical parts of their team, Uh, this was supposed to be a team that was going to be really set up by their linebacking core. Uh, Defensively, they're not much better. Uh, Again, undisciplined in their gaps. Uh, The bust, again, have been a big part of the problems on defense for Tulane all year long. Uh, Much like LSU, you're dealing with, again, a first-year coordinator who's struggled uh, like his team has uh, at times. Uh, So this is just just not – maybe, you know, you could not have looked at this game and said – man, there's somehow, some way Tulane's going to upset Cincinnati. I just don't see it. I just think, again, the talent level is, is too spread apart in, in terms of the two programs right now. And that's why, again, I, I go back to what I talked about a little bit as we opened up the program. You know, I'm, I'm getting these emails from Tulane fans that are upset with me you know, and what I said on the TV show, what I said on this radio show uh, about the new American Athletic Conference. You know, again, the, the new weaker AAC is the best thing uh, for the Tulane program. Okay, so look. When you want to look at an example of why it's going to be, it's going to be on Saturday is the example why. Okay, uh, Cincinnati is out of Tulane's league. Period. The end. Then this is this is the issue here. Okay, they're a program that's much further along. They are a school that invests in their athletic programs. And you see the difference. You've seen again that the, the, you know that was once thought to be just a basketball school, Cincinnati. You know, they, again they're, they're playing really good football now. Um, for for me, I think it's going to be the best day, best thing for the program. Okay, I mean, if there if there if there's going to be a beatdown going forward for Tulane in this new conference, it's going to come with a big check, and it's not going to come from a, a top five ranked conference opponent. In this case, a top two ranked ranked opponent. And as I mentioned, this is the second time that the Wave will, will take on a, uh, the second-ranked team in the nation this, this season. I mean, you're talking about a brutal schedule here. When you're talking about a Tulane uh, who is in the A.C., not just taking on Oklahoma, which was second-ranked when, when, uh, when, when they took him on, but now uh, within their own conference, uh, a second-ranked team. So I think it's fairly simple to me uh, at this point. You get through this season. I know there's some people that are upset with uh, Willie Fritz. I think he's doing what he can, what he has. Um, uh, I think that ultimately he may have to take a hard look at what he did with with the um, coordinator positions. Uh, and hopefully, again, those they'll continue to get more. Uh, they'll continue to get some uh, better athletes. But I'm telling you. This new American Athletic Conference with Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, Texas San Antonio, UAB, adding them again to to the remaining conference members uh, that have have stayed behind, uh, you're looking at a situation where uh, there is no doubt that Tulane is going to be able to compete. And I understand what Arresto is trying to do, okay, because what he figures is, again, right now TV drives college athletics. And, again, he's looking not at the teams that he's give, that, are, that, are on, 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 that are that he's bringing in, but he's looking at the media markets. He's looking at that Charlotte media market. he's looking at that Florida and that Houston media market. He's looking at that Dallas Fort Worth and that San Antonio media, uh, uh, media market as well as again uh, even Alabama with UAB. So to me, this is a good thing for the, for the, for the life of the two-lane program right now and uh, you just got to hope that you can get through this weekend. Uh, It looks as though, again, this is just going to be one of those years where you hope it's a hiccup and that uh, Fritz will be able to rebound. Uh, But, you know, in the past it's always been this, and Mike Fazan was the first to say it way back when we started uh, back on sports, about really sports, but on on John Fine's show, um, uh, Sports Gumbo, almost 20 years ago uh, that, you know, Tulane has always been a program when they get a young coach, up-and-coming coach, that coach is usually snapped up by, again, another, uh, another program, a program that's usually a major program in a lot of cases or a program that's ascending to be a major program. So, again, it becomes a revolving door. Tulane is in, is, in, is in, again, the business where, again, they're uh, getting these coaches in, those coaches start to start to excel, and then they're off to somewhere else. Willie Fritz flirtation a little bit with the SEC last year. But for the most part, at, at 61 years old, he's not going anywhere. So, you, again, you hope that he can continue to recruit well. And that this is a blip on the radar screen this year. And then, again, when a couple of years when this conference uh, switches over to, again, a much more winnable conference, he'll still be here, and he'll still be building up this program. And you'll talk about Tulane winning championships instead of Tulane being in the cellar. And to me, for, the long, for, again, these long-starved Tulane fans who, again, would love to see a championship banner raised, have an opportunity again, go to bowl games each and every year and have winning seasons, just what the doctor ordered. What the doctor didn't order was, was number two Cincinnati coming in this weekend to take on Tulane, uh, who was beaten up, battered, and uh, probably going to get smoked uh, in Yeoman on Saturday morning. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. If you're in the market for a generator, Burkhardt's got you covered. Generator sales and service, they're the experts. Burkhart will come out, sit down with you, do a consultation, whether it's your home or your business. Find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator, power up your home or business when the power goes out. Uh, yes, and they're, they're, they will sit down with you after the, that consultation, put you on the calendar for a single-day install. That's right. Not not multiple days coming out and installing the generator, single-day installs. Look, Terry from Slidell said it the other day, and, and I know this for a fact because I've had multiple um, uh, uh, listeners, those that view the TV show, reach out to me and say, you know, Jason Burkhardt is in charge of generators, uh, sales and service over at Burkhardt. He's not hard-selling you. He's not coming in trying to sell you anything. He comes in. He lays out, again, what your your opportunities are in terms of what you want in terms of, again, generating power up your home, and then he gives you all the information you need to know, and then you make the decision. Plenty of places, again, you could get a generator, uh, a company come in and put a generator. But, again, when you want, again, a a company that's going to tell you the truth, and a company's going to be there to stand behind their work, that's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Remember, financing is available for generators. New installed quality check after one month. They do that for everything that they, uh, they install for you. And at Burkhart, 24-7, 365 emergency service on your generator. Your generator goes down. They're there to fix it. Also, remember, if you utilize that generator over 100 hours during the last storm season, uh, you need it serviced by a professional. Burkhart does that for you as well. Generator sales and service. Think Burkhart, acpromise.com acpromise.com.
6: Hey, all right. Welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in, quick. Close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right. Don't start that again. Hey, look. We've been back operating
0: almost two months now. Yeah, and your signs should say "Sorry, we're back open." Stop. Come on. So, what'd you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a-
6: all right. Enough is enough.
0: The TikTok Cafe open 24 seven at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie.
3: What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and navage, navage, navage? And should I try it? Here's the science. Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. Nasal irrigation is an effective, all-natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug. It's more like plumbing. Saline goes in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Novage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls out the bad stuff so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. At Walgreens, CDS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart. Or go to Novage.com for a free gift with purchase. Over $2 million sold. Navaj, Navage, N A V A G E, Clean Nose, Healthy Life. Tonight on the CW.
1: What's happening? What year is it?
3: 2021.
5: The only thing more mysterious than their disappearance.
1: 4400 missing persons.
5: Is their return? 4400.
1: Just showed up. These people claim to have traveled through time.
5: The all-new series.
1: For some reason, we're special. Do they think this is something extraterrestrial?
5: 4400, following the season premiere of All American. Tonight only on the CW.
2: Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. Welcome
0: back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Larry Holder of The Athletic we Will join us at five thirty this afternoon. We come back from the top of the hour break. Uh, we'll talk. We'll jump into some Saints. We'll get a deep into that. Uh, we'll get into the Pelicans. Talk about their problems. Pelicans taking on the uh, Timberwolves again tonight, uh, seven o'clock up in Minnesota. Uh, what is it, 720 kickoff for the Saints tonight um, uh, on um, on Monday Night Football. So, again, uh, we'll talk about Seattle and the Saints. Uh, a lot of folks going to have their DVRs going uh, going forward um, uh, this evening. Also, if, uh, if we have some time, I'll talk a bit about um, uh, the mayor and the uh, shortening of the crew of Boo route uh, over the weekend and how that equates to lack of police protection and also COVID-19. We'll get into all that uh, in hour number two. Uh, again, uh, folks, don't forget uh, this week I'm going to be joined on the award Reading Inside New Orleans Sports by Ed Daniels of uh, WGNO Channel 26 Sports. Ed, uh, always Strong opinion. You can catch him right here on uh, 106.1 FM on the Three Tailgaters with Ken Trahan each and every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. All going all the way to noon. Uh, that is the largest. Uh, that is the longest-running uh, sports uh, radio show in the cities. Okay, uh, they got they no no sports radio uh, program has been on longer than the Three Tailgaters. And Ed and, and um, Kenny, uh, it's it's must-appointment radio. I mean, again, they break it down for you each and every Saturday morning. Uh, part of a lot of what uh, Kenny does with uh, CrestedSports.com between, again, his prep football coverage, uh, again, the show all access here with, with him and Jude Young, and, of course, uh, what Crested e Sports do, does uh, in terms of their website, which is, I got to tell you, uh, some of the best writers in, in the city of New Orleans are on that, on that site, Crested e Sports. Uh, so you always have a chance to be able to check out uh, and find out what's going on over at Sports.com. But Ed Daniels joins us on the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week, and I, I am just tickled to death. Uh, I love having Ed on the program, uh, and uh, believe me, he will not uh, hold back any punches. He tells it like it is. All right, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't go anywhere.
5: Your station for prep sports year round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN. Hickey
0: Yoon, you are. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Larry Holder of The Athletic will join us at the bottom of this hour, and we'll talk um, LSU Saints Tulane uh, with him. All right, uh, let's get into the Saints. We're going to talk about the Saints. We'll talk about the uh, Pelicans. We have time. We'll get into uh, what's happening in the city uh, with uh, uh, police protection and COVID-19. Uh, if we get to, we got a chance to get to that today. If not, we'll do that another time next week, or this week rather. All right, um, Saints get ready for Seattle. Uh, the Saints have made some moves. Uh, they have activated Traquan Smith. They have activated uh, Quan, Quan Alexander and Marcus Davenport. Uh, they have elevated wide receiver Kevin White to the, uh, uh, to the uh, active roster, as well as Josana Bronson, defensive tackle. Uh, they've elevated both those guys from the practice squad. Uh they waived Will Clapp and uh Albert Huggins. Uh, I fully expect both those guys to be back uh, on the practice squad, but they were they were um, uh they were waived obviously again to make room for uh, uh for the uh for the the, the return of McCoy uh and, and also um uh the the return of uh of Andres uh, not Andres Pete but um uh, uh, uh I'm losing <clears throat> pardon pardon me uh Toronto Armstead pardon me um both those guys are, are expected to be back today um so you're gonna have your full compliment of offensive linemen. Now we know that on Sunday um Taysom Hill uh with the concussion uh Deontay Harris with the hamstring uh Peyton Turner uh also uh with a calf and uh Dwayne Washington uh, with a knee we're all uh, again um, out for this game. We do not know as of right now who the inactives are. Those inactives have not been announced by the Saints yet, but we do know again that um they have made some moves in activating Traquan Smith, Quan Alexander, Marcus Davenport, bringing up White and Brent Bronson uh to the uh active roster and then uh, waving Clap and Huggins. So we'll see how that plays off. Play plays out. Uh but the big word this week is what been bomb Cyclone, right? Look, I'll say this. Um, the Saints haven't been snake bitten this year, but, but they've been weather bitten this season. I mean, think about it for a second. What the Saints have had to deal with in terms of weather. Training camp in Metairie dealt with one of the wettest summers on record. Uh, then Hurricane Ida comes in, and it's the team to, to Texas for, for a month, uh, even playing the season opener against Green Bay and Jacksonville, which, again, if you remember, narrowly missed a, a hurricane. Uh, that, that went up the Florida coast and and, uh, and and did the turn. And a lot of people thought it was going to go to Jacksonville and ended up going more toward Atlanta. Also, the uh, now you're in a situation where they head to Seattle and the weather gods are giving them a bomb slow, a cyclone to deal with. <laughs> I mean, the thing looks like a hurricane. If you look at it again on the radar over the last couple of days I've been watching, I mean, you're thinking to yourself, Wait, how can they play in a hurricane? Um, but the Saints are in a situation where – uh, at this point, uh, they've gone through so much adversity. you got to figure, again, they're ready for anything. Now, as I mentioned, they're getting back some some uh, some injured players. We talked about McCoy. We talked about Armstead. We talked about Traquan Smith, Alexander, Quan Alexander Marcus Davenport. I did not expect uh, White, Kevin White, and Josana Bronson to be elevated from the practice squad. Obviously, again, the coach uh, knowing that, again, he needs some help with the wide receiver position uh, with, as we mentioned, um, heel out, uh, his inability to be able to play, again, the the, the tight end role, also, again, uh, in the red zone, what they're going to do in terms of him being out. Also, um, Deontay Harris, losing him for uh, punt returns, uh, kickoff returns, as well as, look, he's been a dynamic wide receiver for them, especially on the deep ball. And Dwayne Washington hurts them in terms of depth when you start talking about the running back position. So I'm wondering what, what Peyton's thinking about uh, when, especially when you start talking about soft tissue injury, injuries uh, on a wet surface. Um, I mean, you know, a tweak here, a tweak there. Maybe that's why Harris is out. Uh, no word on, again, uh, you know, um, two weeks for a, a concussion is means a bad concussion for Taysom. And, of course, uh, Turner with a calf injury. Um, you're also going to get, you know, you know as, as mentioned, Smith at wide receiver, where I'm expected to hear Vanette's name as well uh, at the tight end position uh, coming back this is going to be a game where again the 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 weather will dictate whether again uh the, the running the football with kamara uh, is is going to be the uh the, the number one uh option for this team um let me say this kamara is slippery to begin with you put him on on a wet field where again he knows where he's going and again he can make some moves and he's so smooth um it, it could mean a, a a big day especially again when it comes to the uh, the 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 wet the wet ground uh, in um, in Seattle. Also, uh, a Zigbo. We have not seen a Zigbo since he came over from the um, uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, and, his, and the practice squad physical running back that was in camp with the Saints back in 2019. They just signed Lamar Miller, who was a veteran, and then uh, Ty Montgomery took a lot of snaps this week with the running back position. So, it'd be interesting to see again. Who is going to relieve Alvin Kamara and give him some rest during the during the uh, game? Will it be a Zigbo? Will it be Miller? Will it be um, Ty Montgomery? Uh, a lot. We'll know a lot when when we see who the inactives are going to be. But don't don't, don't get it twisted. Taysom Hill is going to be missed in the in the uh, in the red zone. Now, for Winston in this game. Well, again, I, again, I think Winston's played really well so far this season. Uh, you know, again, when you talk about 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, one fumble, I mean the guy is, I think he's played as well as could be expected. I think uh, when you look at, at some people's expectations, I think he's far exceeded a lot of people's expectations on what he was going to be. But tonight's a night where he's got to pay attention to take care of the football. We know something about Jameis Winston. He has had a fumbling problem in his past history as a quarterback. This is one of those nights where you've got to hold on to the ball. He's not going to have the luxury of, of, again, a weather-resistant glove, okay, to have the, the football, although he says that, again, he throws a great wet ball. We'll see how it plays out. We do know the team all week long worked with a wet ball all, all week long. Um, defensively, uh, it's pressure. It's pressure, 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 pressure. Uh, they have not been able to put uh, 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 a, a solid pass rush on a, on a passer all season long for the most part. They started out pretty well, but, again, this not been really consistent. Uh, it's been one of the issues, again, we're hoping on Yamada comes back next week and that maybe they'll start to see more of a pass rush from the interior, but then they're not getting to the passer. Geno Smith, if he's one thing, he is a mobile quarterback. He is going to be able to run. And on the wet surface tonight, again, just like Kamara, again, it gives him him the advantage if he's going to take off and run. Saints have got to be ready for that, okay? Uh, Key to that is gap discipline, okay? We've seen the Saints be pretty much gap discipline. It's one of those nights where you've got to be gap gap disciplines, and you've got to also have gang tackling. It's got to be short tackling. Can't be grabbing guys by the shoulder of the arm. you got to get guys down because, again, the slippery wet conditions they're going to be in. Um, also, another thing that we'll be watching is uh, Johnson handling the kicking duties uh, with Lutz still dealing uh, with, with, again, the core injury. The, the, I, look, even though what Lutz is, is able to come off the uh, injured reserve at this point, um, on a wet surface like this, there's no way you even try it. Okay? you, you Go with Johnson. See what he's got. But even then, I mean, when you're talking about kicking into a swirling 25 mile, mile per hour wind, uh, or maybe again even even a higher uh, uh, wind uh, that, that again we know swirls in, inside of that stadium. It's going to be tough on the kickers all night long. So again, you got you got hopefully again when you get a chance you're nailing those. Saints have just been abysmal when it comes to the kicking game this year. And then of course the situation happened over the weekend, which was kind of surprising. You know, Chris Hogan uh, retired. You know Now he leaves the Saints with, again, a loss of a sure-handed veteran receiver. And Michael Thomas is still a couple of weeks, weeks away from returning. Um, man, you look at the situation right now with the Saints when you start talking about the wide receiver position. So Callaway, little Jordan Humphrey. Uh, Harris is out. Ty Montgomery may have to play running back for you, right? All right. Uh, he may do double duty tonight. Kenny Stills uh, at the wide, at the wide receiver position. I mean, uh, slim pickets for the Saints right now. They bring up Kevin. They bring up Kevin White. So it, it'd be interesting how they play that uh, out. Also, again, when we start from talking about the tight end position, Vanette may be coming back. But where's Juwan Johnson been? You know, he was a guy that early in the season you saw him uh, really make a difference for this team in the passing game, and he's all of a sudden he just disappeared. Uh, Troutman came in and he played fairly well the last week, uh, but he's been an inconsistent player. They're going to need some help, especially, again, when you start talking about the short passing game, which, by the way, is something that, they, they have, that they've been working on uh, with, with uh, Jameis Winston, the short and intermediate passing game. Uh, you know, It's one of the places where, again, he has not excelled through the season. Look, I think that takes care of itself when Michael Thomas comes back. Uh, but for tonight, the, because of the win, it may be just a short passing game. So hopefully, again, we'll have some sure-handed receivers, uh, but right now, They're hurting. I mean, you're talking about Callaway, Jordan Humphrey, Stills, uh, Montgomery, and now White. Those are your wide receivers with Hogan uh, now uh, moving on and retiring from football. Uh, On the the other side, uh, look, first of all, this is a big game for both teams. If the Seahawks lose, they might be done. Okay? Uh, Russell Wilson's on the shelf with an injury, and the defense is a shell of what it once was. It was a legion of boom. So this is a beatable team. There's no doubt about it. But for the Saints, they don't have a lot of wiggle room, okay? they got to keep pace with Tampa Bay, who's, who's on tap next week uh, for a uh, Halloween showdown uh, in, in the Dome, and then the rest of the NFC. That's uh, why I go back to what I talked about in the first hour. You can't lose to Carolina, and you can't lose to the New York Giants. Okay, that puts you in a bad position in terms of seeding in the NFC because those are both NFC teams you've lost to. So, again, yeah, running the ball, solid defense. That's been the early DNA for this ver- year's version of the Saints. Hopefully we will see that consistently happening tonight. And also, again, physical domination, taking care of the football because it's going to be a tough weather night tonight in Seattle. And um, the team that makes the less mistakes at the end of the day may be the team that ends up on top. So we'll see again how that plays out. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. My friends at Burkhart, John Burkhart has a message for everybody that, again, is dealing with the aftermath of IDA. Uh, and uh, nothing is more important to Burkhardt than your family's comfort and safety. Many of us are having a tough time after the storm, and at Burkhardt, we want you to know that we're here for you. Whether it's electrical repairs, a generator, air conditioning systems, if you need emergency service, you can always count on Burkhardt. Burkhart's going to be here, ready to help now, like we've always been. Uh, we've got a long way to go recovering from Hurricane Ida, but we'll get through it together. If you need help, don't hesitate. Trust Burkhart. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Visit acpromise.com acpromise.com
2: If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us new orleans country from the classics to the songs that matter your country is on 1061 nash icon or anytime at
3: nashfm1061.com this report is sponsored by erpino avon and hawkins law firm paid hey, non-lawyer spokesperson business and homeowners if your hurricane ida insurance claim has been denied or underestimated legal help is available call the erpino avon and hawkins law firm today call 504-525-1500 responsible attorney anthony erpino office in new orleans
4: The out for the Delays remaining heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Manhattan Boulevard to the O'Keeffe-Howard Avenue exit. On the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays remain solid from the claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles-Carondelet exit. Also be mindful of backups on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. 10 eastbound delays are heavy from Loyola to Power, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise also delays a solid 10 westbound from st bernard to canal with delays picking back up on 10 westbound from Bonneville to williams on the 610 on the east on the on the eastbound side excuse me your backups are steady from st bernard to the ten six ten merging on the westbound side right at canal boulevard i'm ed robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike brandner traffic center
2: Vic's NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms. Changing this (coughs) into this. NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever. Best sleep with a cold. Medicine. Use as directed.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Larry Holder will join us after our next break uh, talking Saints, LSU, and Tulane. All right, um, Pelicans tonight take on the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves on a back-to-back against the Timberwolves up in Minnesota, which is unusual, but it is what it is. Uh, 0-3 right now, and uh, just a team that really hasn't figured out an offensive identity. And, look, I talked about this at the beginning of the season. When you lose a guy that is as ball-dominant as Zion is, uh, you're going to be going in one direction until he comes back, and then also, then you almost got to tear that up, and you got to start anew. So a lot of guys again are trying to find their roles and, with a new coaching staff, with a new system, and then they're going to have to again reevaluate those roles when uh, when Zion comes back. But the biggest problem for this team thus far has been turnovers. I mean, 30 plus turnovers out when, when they played against uh, Minnesota the other night. Look, let me just say it right now. You're not beating anybody in the NBA with 30 turnovers. It's just not happening. So, again, the turnovers is something they have to really get a handle on. And it's something that when you look at this group, you know, the the, the returning players, it's something that's been part of their DNA since they got to New Orleans. So, again, it's upon upon Willie Green to kind of break them of these habits. Again, taking care of the basketball. Um, Also, you know, you look at the defensive lapses. Look, I will say this. There is much more energy on defense, especially with certain players that are out there when when they're on the floor. But there's so many defensive lapses, still continuing. Defensive team concepts, individual concepts uh, that that have led to easy baskets, uh, open looks. Just can't have it in the NBA. Cannot have it. You leave a guy open on the three-point line today in the NBA, they're knocking the shot down. Okay, you're not closing out on on shooters. They're going to knock it down. You're not protecting the paint and stopping guys from getting into the, the paint and going to the hole unabated. Again, you're just giving up baskets at that point. So defensively, again, they got a long way to go. Um, I will say this. The Pels haven't gotten a call this season. Look, I go back to what Griff had to say at the end of last year when he took a shot at the officiating crews on, again, how Zion was being officiated. Uh, again, blaming, what is broken finger on the officials, right? Well, since then, uh, Pels haven't got a call inside. Brandon Ingram is getting brutally beaten inside, okay? Guys that go to the hole for the Pels rarely are getting a call right now. Now, I, again, call it coincidence, you know, whatever it is at this point, but it's not going the same way. You can look at, the again, the, uh, the number of free throws – over the last few games that the opponent is getting as opposed to the Pels, in a lot of cases, not because they're just standing out shooting three point shots. They are trying to get to the rim. You know, again, uh, Valentunis is going to the rim. Brandon Engle's is going to the rim. At times, even Nahl going to the rim. But they're not getting the call. I wonder what it's going to look like when Zion returns, which, again, we hope this will be again uh, uh, sooner, sooner than later. Uh, I will say one thing Will the Green trust is I was really surprised at the, the amount of playing time that Herb Jones is getting and Murphy's getting. Jones is offensively challenged. There's no doubt about it. He took a couple shots the other night against Minnesota. Well, I'm telling him, don't shoot the ball. Pass it. Recognize who the shooters are on this team and get them the basketball. But, again, defensively, he may be the best defensive player on the team. And, again, that's what I've talked about before, right? Uh, Beth, defense is not taught in the NBA. And when, again, uh, when, I'm sorry, defense, when you look at defense right now, you've got to learn that on the, on the NBA level because guys leave college too early, one year. Not, uh, again, they don't learn, again, defensive techniques that you can learn over a four-year college career. Murphy and Jones, both four-year players, okay, in college. It means a difference. Herb Jones has a defensive prowess coming out of Alabama. It's helped him. Now, he can't shoot a lick, but it's helped him. He's on the floor. He's getting playing time. He should be starting for this team right now. And then Murphy's still trying to figure out, again, how to get his shots within rhythm. Hopefully that's something that's going, 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 to, going to happen very, very soon. I will say this about Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Look, I know he's scoring, but the dude needs a yellow light, okay? I, mean, I know he's got the green light. He needs a yellow light. He needs to figure out the difference between a shot and a good shot. And I know some people are saying, well, man, when, when they fall, no, no, no. He's got to figure out, and again, when, when he's not hitting, do something else drive the basketball, create for someone else. Don't just, again, but he's got no conscience where he just lets it go. Uh, this has been something, this is not just this year. It's been since Nikkei Alexander-Walkers hit the court. Now, it's great when he's hitting because everybody's going, yeah, yeah, all right, put up another three. But, again, when he's not, he's crushing the team. It's one and done. You've only got one guy rebounding, and it's Valachunas. Everybody else is running back or, again, uh, standing standing around watching. So, again, you've got to have a situation where you're taking good shots. Uh, another thing is, by the, there, was a, there was a time in, in the Minnesota game where they had Murphy, uh, Jones, and then they had Nikki Alexander-Walker, Hayes, and Lewis on the floor at the same time. I will say this right now. I expected a more a, 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 both Nikkei Alexander-Walker, Hayes, and Lewis to be able to take the next step. Now, Walker's done it a little bit. Alexander-Walker's done it a little bit on the offensive end. But I haven't seen much improvement, again, defensively uh, but from Hayes, Walker, or Lewis. And then offensively from Hayes and Lewis, the ability, again, to be able to get your shot off. Uh, you look at Patrick Beverly, he just used uh, a Lewis on, 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 um, on, 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 against Minnesota in the, game, in, in, in the last game. But we'll see how it plays out. For this team, right now, as they sit here today with Zion on the bench, the ball has to go through Brandon Ingram and Valentunas, There's no other way around it. You have guys out there that are playing hero ball, and ultimately unless they start passing the ball and getting the ball in the hands of the guys who are the scores right now, they're going to continue to be able to struggle on the offensive end. The defensive end, it's all about effort and energy. Uh, again, some of the con- concepts, obviously these guys are, 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 are still not, don't have those down pat. But you could see it with Herb Jones, just the energy that he brings. Now, you know, again, uh, Marshall, Najee Marshall, when he gets on the floor playing defense, Josh Hart before he got injured, more guys have to have that again, that defensive mentality on this team uh, for this team to be successful because they are swimming right now on the offensive end trying to find legitimate shooters that can knock the ball down consistently, uh, and, and it just hasn't happened. You know, Brandon Ingram's got to pretty much do everything at this point. I mean, everything. He's got to well, him, bring the ball down the floor. Uh, again, come off the pick and then knock the shot down. Uh, make the pass, make the second pass. Go in and rebound. I mean, literally having to do everything. And then you look at this team, uh, almost they get shell-shocked at times on, okay, who's going to shoot the basketball? Uh, when, uh, so, long way to go for this team, but here's the problem. You're 0-3. And you cannot continue to fall behind the eight ball. We have seen this so many times, whether, again, it's the Pelicans or the Hornets starting off slow, getting into a hole, and then the inability to dig yourself out of that hole, uh, and especially now with a situation where, once again, not having your quote-unquote superstar on the floor for you. We have no idea what's going on with Zion. We have no idea, again, what's going to happen. They said two weeks, and they're going to they're um, review this thing again. He's going to get another scan. Hopefully he is back sooner than later. But then there is a new process all over again of guys identifying their roles with Zion and without Zion. So right now, you got to hope you can tread water. As of right now at 0-3, they're not even treading water with Minnesota on tap. You cannot lose to Minnesota again tonight, okay? Uh, Minnesota's not a world beater uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination. And, again, Minnesota handed it to you the other night. You need to be able to come back tonight, show a little bit of pride, and not allow this team to beat you back-to-back in their own building. We'll see how it plays out. We'll definitely talk about it tomorrow on the program. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Coming up next is uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic. We'll break down the Saints in Seattle for you. We'll look back at LSU Ole Miss. We have some time. We'll talk to Tulane as well. Uh, Stick around, New Orleans. Larry's up next.
5: Tonight on The CW.
1: What's happening? What year is it? 2021.
5: The only thing more mysterious than their disappearance.
1: 4,400 missing persons.
5: Is their return. 4,400. Just
1: showed up. These people claim to have traveled through time.
5: The all-new series.
1: For some reason, we're special. Do they think this is something extraterrestrial?
5: 4,400 following the season premiere of All-American. Tonight only on The CW.
2: Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW.
6: Everyone here knows Diamonds Direct is the place to go for the best diamonds at the best prices. But did you know that savvy buyers from all over America, even Los Angeles and New York, now come here to buy their diamonds? These high-end shoppers have discovered that Diamonds Direct has one of America's best selections of large, rare diamonds, from 3 carats to 20 carats, all certified by the GIA, the most reputable and most trusted gem lab in the world. Because of Diamonds Direct's international connections and tremendous buying power, we're one of only a handful of jewelry stores in America that is able to offer a a large selection of rare and precious GIA diamonds. In fact, Diamonds Direct's multi-million dollar selection includes a stunning array of high-end Riviera necklaces, 20-carat tennis bracelets, and an extraordinary collection of rare, precious gemstones, rubies, sapphires, emeralds, and even the really hard-to-find fancy yellow diamonds. Come see why Diamonds Direct right here is the destination for high-end shoppers all over America. Extraordinary selection, quality, and unmatched value. And a short drive for you. Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Walls. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and hitting North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC breaks down. Burkhardt's got you covered. Looking to get that heater tested before, again, you get into the uh, into the winter months. Need it cleaned by a professional. Burkhardt can do that for you. Remember, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Truly a company you can trust. ACpromise.com. ACPromise.com. All right, joining us in the programs he does each and every Monday, Larry Holder of The Athletic is with us. Larry, how are you?
7: I'm good, Eric. How are you today?
0: Doing great, Larry. Before we get started, tell the folks about The Athletic, how folks uh, can subscribe, and again, uh, what, maybe what you got coming up for us as well.
7: Yeah, uh, of course, at TheAthletic.com slash New Orleans. Uh, we're uh, um, front and center with the Saints. Uh, LSU, of course, everything that's going on right there. Uh, our own Will Guillory, who is uh, going to be uh, uh, giving you all the uh, the high, highs and lows of the Pelicans. Uh, so we'll have all that covered. theathleticcom Orleans. And uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, my colleague Catherine Terrell, she is up in Seattle. Uh, I am actually back in New Orleans. Uh, I, I did not travel to this game, but uh, I will have my uh, weekly league-wide look uh, of players and certain uh, unique stats and, uh, and tidbits uh, that, that kind of appeal to me. That'll be coming out tomorrow morning, uh, so you can check that out. And, of course, I will definitely have something about this game in there, but uh, you know, we'll have local coverage, national coverage of everything, uh, com slash New Orleans.
0: Larry, I've been looking uh, constantly when we go into break for the inactives. Um, again, I know that, again, several players have been activated off the practice squad or off of injured reserve, but I haven't heard anything about inactives yet. Uh, have they put that out? Have you, have you seen it yet?
7: No, that wouldn't come out for another few more minutes. It comes out 90 minutes before kickoff. But, look, the, uh, the list of people coming off IR and now they're on the roster, uh, that's definitely – uh, a good sign, and uh, of course the players that you're really looking at, uh, you're seeing Mar- uh, Mar- uh, Marcus Davenport, you see Quan Alexander, and you see Traquan Smith. Uh, also, they pulled up Kevin White off the practice squad, you know, wide receiver. So, look, they're, they're trying to get some help uh, in, in a position group where uh, yeah, they could certainly use some help, so I'm, uh, I'm curious to see how much someone like Quan plays, if he starts Or do they kind of rotate him in? Uh, Same thing with Marcus Davenport. Same thing with Traquan Smith. Does he start and play a full set, a complement of snaps? And uh, at least gives the Saints part of that, you know, all those players that we're thinking that are finally coming back. And even guys without the transactions, uh, we're probably going to be seeing Teron Armstead and Eric McCoy back in the field. They had no injury designation going into Mm -hmm. this game. uh, So they should be ready to go. So, uh, Eric, this is kind of the time you and me have been talking about for weeks yep. and weeks and weeks, uh, getting kind of the cavalry back together and uh, and they're going up against a Seattle team who's definitely vulnerable even though it's at Seattle.
0: And the conditions are the, are the thing that you worry about more than anything else. I mean, again, um, especially with the soft tissue in, injuries that some of these guys are coming off the, off with, uh, they're coming off injury reserve with, hopefully those guys are completely healed and, you know, you don't have a chance for them to be able to uh, re-injure themselves. But, man, you mentioned the wide receiver position. I talked about it earlier. I called it a pedestrian. I mean, Callaway, little Jordan Humphrey – Montgomery, who also practiced at running back this week, Stills, uh, and then you bring Kevin White off of the practice squad. That's your wide receivers for tonight.
7: Definitely uh, not your most optimal group of wide receivers.
0: Uh, I left uh, off but... Traquan Smith too. My, my bad.
7: Yeah, so Traquan Smith will be back, uh, but still, it's 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 a group that you wonder, man, how you know how much. Uh, trust do you want to have it in, in these groups of players? I mean, that's part of the problem. I'm sure Sean Payton's running into not just Jameis Winston, but can you trust these guys in big moments? I mean, look, they're not going to have Deontay Harris who, who's banged up and out, uh, Taysom Hill. You see him a lot in, in, in tight end wide receiver. He's not going to be playing with the concussion. Of course, Michael Thomas, we're still waiting for him to come back. So, uh, it's, uh, it seems like it's the same story each week, and yet the names kind of change sometimes. Like, man, you're really having to lean on Kenny Stills, and you're really having to lean on Kevin White, uh, guys that were not on rosters. Uh, uh, and, and it's it, it really kind of is, uh, if you're a Saints fan, hey, one side I guess you're going to be troubled, but on the second side, look, Eric, we've, I feel like we've dealt with this mm-hmm. a, a lot over the last few years years uh even though michael thomas had been a staple but look they they won a lot of games without michael thomas uh and had some banged up groups and uh, they're trying to make this thing patchwork and as you and me again have talked about many many times uh the calling card of this team has to be good defense good o-line play and alvin Kamara. Uh, until you get all of the pieces back that you want to use in your office.
0: Azigbo uh, and and Lamar Miller, Lohan, they may be the backups tonight, along with Montgomery. Miller was just picked up, all uh, picked up uh, to the practice squad. Not sure if he's going to be activated or not. But again, uh, with Washington out, uh, they, obviously they need another running back. Uh, and uh, at this point, it's kind of slim pickings there as well. Yeah,
7: you're uh, you're going to probably see a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara. Shocking, I know, but uh, that's uh that's that's where you're going to go. And I would assume that they use Montgomery more than anybody else uh, because mm-hmm. uh, it, we would have heard by now if, if Miller would have been brought up uh, because he's like Kevin White was brought up. And if Miller wasn't, yes. so then then they're not ready to roll with him. So it's probably so, going to be, uh, uh, you know, yeah, it'll be, it'll be Camara and then Ty Montgomery and then a little bit of a Zigbo, uh, But um, it's, <laughs> uh, it, 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 you, you hear all these names and all these issues we're talking about and, uh, the new quarterback, and all these mm-hmm. other different pieces. And it's still kind of amazing to me that they're 3-2 and two and they're going into this game as a favorite. Like, they should win this game and be 4-2, right. and, and and then they could get better as they're going along. So, like, you know, even though the pieces are not household names and they're not exactly uh, known to be in the most potent NFL weapons, I mean, they are, uh, the Saints are somehow managing to win games.
0: And, and, look, as you mentioned, defense running the football, that's a recipe for success in, in, in inclement weather like we see tonight. Uh, I was a little surprised Huggins got cut today. I mean, they'll probably bring him back to the practice squad. That was a guy that's getting a lot of time now. Uh, they brought Bronson back up. Uh, be interesting to see, again, how they play that out. And then, of course, having Davenport back, Can they create a pass rush on Geno Smith, who we know is a very mobile quarterback uh, and and ultimately a guy that will probably look to run uh, as soon as things kind of break down?
7: Yeah, I mean, pass rush has been an issue throughout the season. And getting Marcus Davenport back, if he can be playing uh, like he was uh, in week one, where he was really kind of uh, giving Aaron Rodgers some some problems, uh, if he could play somewhere near that Level, then they're going to be in good shape along the edges. Uh, you know, I'm still wondering if they can create a pass rush up the middle, or that doesn't start until anyamata comes back after this week. Because remember, next week David anyamata can return mm-hmm. from his suspension, suspended six games, not six weeks, and so uh, that will be a totally healthy body coming in ready to play. Uh, but yeah, at least tonight, you're hoping you can get a little bit of improvement. On that pass rush, because pressures wise, sacks wise, uh, they're one of the worst in the NFL, and that is a surprise. And so you're wondering uh, if the Saints trust their cornerback play and maybe send a lot of Demario Davis Mm -hmm. at Geno Smith and, uh, you know, Quan Alexander or Werner, you know, or, uh, you know, Malcolm Jenkins or things like that, because obviously, you know, Seattle's got. Two viable receivers with Metcalf yes, they do. And, and Tyler Lockett, but uh, it's also not Russell Wilson back there. Look, Geno yes. Smith, you can get to him, so I think the Saints have to. Uh, they might need to lean on their corners and and say, "Hey, we'll be willing to take some risks because we don't trust that uh, Geno can make the big time throw if they can get heat on him."
0: People that don't follow Seattle because, again, they are in the Northwest, uh, maybe don't realize that, again, the Legion of Boom has been dead and buried. This is not even close of a defense to what, we again, you're, you're used to be able to see if you watch a Seattle Seahawks game.
7: No, and you can run the football against them. I think that's something that plays right into the Saints' hands and that they struggle running the football. Like, they have not run it well uh, this year, uh, Chris Carson has been banged up. They've been having to go with Alex Collins, and he hasn't been mm-hmm. great. Uh, right. so, he's banged up
0: too, a little bit too.
7: Yeah, and he's he banged up a little bit as well. So it's something that uh, you look at this team. I mean, they're they're they're, they're uh, two and four for a reason. It's not like some fluke. Uh, no, they're two and four for a reason, and they were struggling with Russell Wilson. So uh, you know, it's a, they, they played a good game last week against a Steelers team who was kind of down. Uh, and then the Steelers were able to kind of pull it out in overtime. But I mean, they're, they're uh, you know, and you look at that division that they play in. I mean, they're 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 one of the worst teams in that division. I mean, they're not a bad team, but they're not a good team. So that's that. I think this is something that uh, you add it all up, and there's a reason why the Saints are a road favorite in Seattle uh, because the Seahawks are not what they used to be.
0: Uh, they practice with wet balls all all week long. Winston claims he's a great wet ball thrower. It'll be interesting to see again how much they turn them loose in terms of the passing game tonight, depending on again how how windy it is and 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 uh, you know how wet it is in Seattle.
7: Yeah, I think they're going to be conservative. I mean, look, why why would you change, especially in this uh, climate? Uh, why would you uh, say, hey, Jameis, let's let's sling this ball all over the mat? No, let's. Uh, Let's let's have Jameis not take too many chances. Again, one of those games where you want to lean on your defense. See if they can create some plays, create some takeaways, give some short fields. Uh, you know, if you got a kicker that you've never uh, kicked with too. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, third game is this third game in a row where they have a third a uh, yep. third different kicker. <laughs> yep, so, <laughs> you got to deal with that as well. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's uh, but yeah, I, I think that. Uh, I think Sean Payton, he's going to have to see how the weather is uh, series by series, how he feels like he can roll because, like, if it's not wet, uh, you know, it's it, obviously you can do different things, and if the wind calms down. But, I mean, look, that, mm-hmm. obviously the, the weather system they're dealing up with up there, I mean, uh, uh, rain can come in at any moment. So uh, yes. it's not supposed to be heavy, heavy, but still uh, this is something that uh, – That Sean Payton is definitely going to have to deal with it. No, by the way, this is still one of the loudest crowds in the NFL. Uh, So uh, they're they're still going to be coming and bringing the heat as far as noise is concerned.
0: All right, Larry. uh, Keys to a Saints victory tonight?
7: I want to see Eric McCoy get in there and reestablish that middle part of the offensive line. I know they've done a good job, but with him in there, uh, look, he's, he's. He's a big time piece. Teron Armstead, a big time piece. So I want to see the Saints' offensive line just be dominant. Uh, I think they outmatch Seattle. I, if they're dominant and running the football, because uh, we've seen Ty Montgomery in a pinch when he's got to run it, he ran it well. Uh, so if you need to mix and match him in mm-hmm. there, uh, you know I think it's all about uh, running the football, and that will set up plays for james winston and we've seen the saints when they when they're winning that's the recipe for success so uh, you know I, I think it's uh, uh you don't want to be totally cliche but i'm with you tonight uh, the trenches i mean stop seattle run don't let them fl- get fl- a fluky run all of a sudden because they're not a good on the ground uh and create a pass rush uh and so that's uh, uh you want to see those front five and front four for the saints uh really be kind of the calling card tonight
0: LSU comes back to earth, thirty-one to seventeen, losers to Ole Miss. Uh, the lack of adjustments by coordinators were, were very, very evident. Um, what is, what is your take on what you saw on Saturday? Oh boy, I, it looks good for about a drive and a half, right? Two drives. Oh, was I, I said everything was great for five quarters. After after the end of the first quarter at Ole Miss, things kind of went back to what we've seen throughout the entire season.
7: Right, and uh, whew, it, it was it was hard to watch. Um, you know, you, you expect – uh, I expected actually Ole Miss to be a little bit more high-flying. So, the fact you held him the 31 points, I guess you can kind of – you can say, okay, well, that's okay. But still, I, I just think it's, it's – this is going to be a challenge just for uh, the players. Um, and you're trying to play hard, and yet you get behind, and it's human nature to kind of fall off the map. I mean, that's uh, – you have lame duck coaches. How much do you buy into what they're saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I keep preaching that. Look these these kids. You know they're not playing for their current coaches. I mean they're no. playing for the next coaches. They're playing for the NFL scouts because obviously they want to go in the NFL. So yes. you got to play as hard as you can and as disciplined as you can uh, because the tape never stops and the tape doesn't lie. So if you're Slacking up, that's going to be a hindrance against you. So, uh, you know, obviously you, you want to play and try to win football games, uh, but a little a little selfish part of me is like they got to play for themselves as far as to kind of, A, you know, keep their spot on the team. B, if they want to transfer, they got to look good. You know, so it, they should be motivated. Uh, it might not be the team first kind of motivation that you kind of want to hear, but still. Uh, I think that they have to there there's still a lot that these kids need to play for uh because it's less about this year it's more about next year and the years after
0: well, next week is a juggernaut against Alabama, but uh when you get out of that you, you got u l Monroe and some winnable games within the s c c if you play up to your up to your potential, the problem is again they they 've only really done it consistently against Florida uh this year, and we haven't seen that kind of bleed over into multiple games. Hopefully, again, that will happen. Uh, but again, it is what it is. At this point, uh, it's just it's a it's a t- it's going to be a tough year for the Tigers.
7: Yeah, all everyone's minds are going to be on a coaching search. It's it's really crazy. Uh, I'll just even say for reporters who cover mm-hmm. LSU football every day, you almost feel like you're wasting your time breaking down X's and O's for a matchup because right. that's that's not the story. So uh, no. Look, they do have games to play, and like I said, it is important, even for the well, might as well say it's important for those coaches because they're obviously right. going to need work. So uh, they need to be able to come up with good game plans, have the players go with them, and the players have to buy in if they want to uh, be able to maintain uh, kind of some, some good vibes in the scouting world, whether it's you know new coaches coming in or NFL scouts mm-hmm. or GMs and such.
0: Larry, always, always a pleasure to have you on the program. One more time, tell the folks I can follow you on social media and how they can subscribe to The Athletic.
7: Absolutely. Theathletic.com slash New Orleans or at Larry Holder on Twitter. And easiest way to jump on there. I have an article, like I said, I'll have one in the morning. Uh, my league-wide look, you can go through subscribe on there and uh, look, look on a local basis, national basis. Uh, we cover it all over at The Athletic.
0: Larry, you got a score for us for tonight on the way out? I'll go 23-17 Saints. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, brother. We'll check in with you next week. You got it, buddy. Okay. Take care. Larry Holder of The Athletic each and every Monday right here on Inside New Orleans. We'll be right back.
1: DQ presents. Picture this. Picture yourself at DQ on Thursday, October 28th for Miracle Treat Day. You roll up to order a blizzard with your friends and family like you have so many times before. But on this day, every flavor comes with a much needed dose of hope. For every blizzard you buy at participating locations, one dollar or more will be donated to your local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Making Miracle Treat Day the most satisfying way to give hope to kids in your community. Thursday, October 28th at DQ.
3: Ugh, my stomach.
1: Don't worry, I've got you covered.
3: When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea.
1: What's that? It's Pepto-Bismol Chews.
3: Pepto-Bismols in a chew?
1: Yeah, they taste great and provide fast relief. And you can always have Pepto-Bismol handy. Ooh,
2: let me try it. Try Pepto-Bismol Chews for fast relief. Nausea,
3: heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea.
5: Use is directed. Keep out of reach of children.
3: Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work? Or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business. Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started.
0: All right, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Larry Holder of The Athletic for joining us on the program. I like the Saints tonight, and uh, again... Look, as long as the turnover bug doesn't doesn't affect them, uh, I think they win big, okay? I mean, again, turnovers will keep this game close uh, because of the weather. Hopefully, again, the weather won't be as bad as what it's been forecasted to be. But the Saints are the better team. They should win the game. And again, uh, can't be looking forward, can't be looking ahead to Tampa Bay next week. Uh, again, I, I fully expect this team to come out with a win uh, tonight in uh, in Seattle. The Pelicans? Who knows at this point. I'm not putting my head on the chopping block for the Pels yet. But again, it, you know, um, history would tell you it's hard to lose twice to a, uh, the same team at their in their building within a couple of days. So hopefully, again, they'll turn it around there. Thanks to our great sponsor, sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow. The sponsor, sponsor our program. Uh, Thank you for supporting those sponsors. Thanks to uh, Rudy back at studio. Thank you for listening. The podcast will be up shortly after the program ends. If you missed any of today's program and coming up next on all access uh, with Ken Trahan, it's Rod Mastry uh, and uh, Paul Maneri on Brian Snicker uh, of the Braves, of course, and former UNO Uh, also Alex Bregman of LSU on the Astros in the world series. And uh, they'll also preview the uh, Saints and Seahawks. All that coming up on all access this evening. It's been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. Enjoy your evening. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go.